Cultivating Connections was the, the best title because I feel like that's that's what started this whole thing. It all starts by connecting first, getting to know people. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the JCSW Show. I'm your host, Hardy Brandon. Today, I have something extra special in store for you. I'll be diving into the world of networking, empowerment, and community building with the brilliant minds behind a groundbreaking event that happened at HMS last month. Also, for this episode, I'm trying a new format. I hope you like it. A room filled with the energy of strong, powerful women connecting, collaborating and supporting each other's dreams. That was the essence of Cultivating Connections, a networking event that was designed for and by women that was held in November. Cultivating Connections was not a normal networking event. It was a gathering that went beyond exchanging business cards. It was about fostering meaningful connections and creating opportunities. Okay, now that I've set the stage, let's dive into the minds of the powerhouse team that brought this vision to life. I had the pleasure of sitting down with Michaela Talley, Aja Kareka, and Lilith Garibian to get an insider's perspective on how they made it all happen. Welcome to the show, and could you introduce yourselves? Sure. So I'm Lilith Garibian. I'm one of the co-chairs for JCSW Community Engagement uh, Committee. I'm Associate Professor of Dermatology at Harvard Medical School. I am Michaela Talley, and I am the staff co-chair of Engagement Committee, and I've been working with JCSW for since about 2016, so a while now. Yeah, this was a great event, and I'm glad that we're going to be talking about it. Hi, I'm Asha Koretska, and I'm the faculty co-chair of the uh, Community Engagement Subcommittee at JCSW. I've been with JCSW for uh, over five years. I'm co-chairing a committee, which has been really a great experience and fantastic learning. We went strong and went big. <laughs> they went big, all right. They wanted to make it Harvard-wide. So that would mean including the Cambridge campus as well as Longwood. I, I remember that first meeting together. Lilith was the one who we all... We're happy to do it, but really pushed it and inspired it. I remember that day very well. You know, I do a lot of events in the course of my regular job. And I was like, can we pull this off? This would be great. <laughs> and we did. And it was great. Yeah. I mean, first of all, this all happened because of our entire committee, you know, because of Michaela and Asya, like agreeing to sort of take this on as a committee, as one of our main projects. I mean, when I was asked to join um, to be a co-chair, I said, this is what I wanted to really do. And I remember it was Melanie Forbes who was trying to get me to participate and take a leadership role. And when I first brought this on to her, she was really excited about it. But she like warned us that, look, Lilith, this is like a big undertaking. Like we usually just do projects within the medical school. And that alone takes so much time and effort. 
But I think what really inspired me to do this is because we all are going through challenging times. And I think in challenging times, it helps to sort of have a community of people that you could connect with and uh, network with and rely on. And we've always kind of limited ourselves to the medical school, but Harvard is bigger than just the medical school. You know, I think what makes Harvard great is all the people, right? Um, And as a university, we don't really take advantage of bringing our people together. I mean, we barely even do that well in the hospital level. I mean, in the medical school level, because there's so many hospitals And I think that's why I love JCSW, because it has given me opportunity to meet so many people from outside of Mass General. And to be honest, even within Mass General, I've met them through JCSW because we we don't do such a great job in bringing people together. Everybody's busy. Everybody has other lives. But making that connection at a workplace or a place where you feel like you belong, which is part of, you know, being Harvard. It has a huge impact on people's well-being, on people's ability to feel that they're part of something bigger than themselves. And I think that was the goal of this, that really the strength of our community lies in our ability to come together and empower one another. And why not make it bigger, you know? And we were able to pull it off. It was a lot of hard work. I heard Michaela talking about it, but I think the message resonated so well with so many people that they were willing to put in the time because it wasn't just something that I thought of or something that Michaela or Asya wanted to do. It was something that a lot of people wanted to do, but nobody had really made this a goal or a mission for a committee to make it happen. And I'm really proud that as part of JCSW, we did make that happen and everybody played a role. And my goal is that after this, you know, since we got such great reviews uh, and people from Cambridge campus who came and saw the impact of it, um, that this continues on. The panel consisted of Carol Simpson, a journalist, author, and former news anchor at ABC News. Diane Darling, an author and leadership coach. Kate Zanicki, a Pulitzer Prize winner, the author of The Exceptions, and a national correspondent for The New York Times. Let's hear how cultivating the connections of the members of the organizing committee and their own connections was behind putting together this incredible panel of speakers. We were, you know, getting the speakers connected and just on board. It was a lot of work, but it was also like the title of the event, Cultivating Connections, is also how we got the speakers. People used their network and cultivated their connections to bring the speakers on board. I think once we had Kate committed, it was much easier to sort of reach for the other And Diane Darling is local and Carol actually lives locally as well now that she's retired. And when I heard that Carol was in the mix, I was stunned that she would even consider because she's, you know, she's quite a trailblazer. I think the whole process of putting the event together and then the title of the event and then how the event ended up happening and the excitement, it just Cultivating Connections was the, the best title because I feel like that's that's what started this whole thing and the connection between the panelists. To have speakers who would be inspiring, 
about you know the their roles women and leadership as that leadership being the overall arching theme of JCSW last year but also what we wanted is not only to have that one hour of speakers but also to have a networking event and so we also wanted a speaker who would really focus on you know giving some really good tips and teaching us because that was that was the idea to connect right to to really be meeting people not just listening and so we got Diane Darling who's a expert and a well-known network uh, coach and so she also really focuses on how you know networking for women so it's just different dynamic and while we were starting to plan this event is when I came across Kate's book which kind of focuses specifically on the importance of women coming together so like the parallel was just so great that I went to her event in April. I think I just by chance side on Twitter that she's coming to talk about this book. And I went early. So I met Nancy and then I, I invited, I wanted to invite Nancy Hopkins. And then she said, no, you know, I'm too old for this stuff. Why don't you tell Kate she will come? So she introduced me to Kate and yeah, it was great. I mean, the all the people who came to speak were really perfect for this event. They were all very different, but they did have the through line of the similar experiences over the generations. And then Diane sort of closing out the evening with the the networking and the importance of it and the tips and the practical part, which then I was worried mostly were people going to want to stay for the networking? You know, it's a two hour event. We're so not we're not used to that as much anymore post COVID. There was so much energy from the event at the end that almost everyone who attended the event went because it was a different space. They had to leave the auditorium and go into the networking space where there was a, a, a reception as well. And that room was buzzing and it was amazing. This wasn't just run by these three amazing women. Many more subcommittee members were instrumental in making it happen. We knew to make this into Harvard-wide event, we really needed to get people from other campuses. And Melody was very helpful in connecting us with JCSW, Chad, and some other um, committees from the Cambridge campus. I think CCW was probably the one that helped us the most because they're the biggest one and they're really focused on women. And they sent members to join our committee and they were very active in a lot of the meetings. Yeah, so it was October of 2022 and we we just became co-chairs that September. So, and I think in October we had our regular community engagement monthly meeting and then we launched right away into a second committee just for this event. And we just started that second committee to be a event planning committee and to reach out to colleagues. Most of the people who were involved and stayed involved were part of that committee. You know, we were really, we were really planning it for over a year before it launched, which I think is what you need to do for an event like this. That's entirely run by volunteers and people who are, you know, very busy with very demanding jobs. And here's a shout out to the other members of the committee. So Amy Sarumi, Zoe Spearman in the Dean's office, Angela Alberti, who's from the CCW, she's the co-chair, Anne Levy, Carla Kim, 
Maxine Milstein, Carmen Alvarez, Teddy Victoria, Neha Ad. Oh, I'm gonna. I don't. I'm gonna butcher her last name. Ada Kumar, Deirdre Hume, Hume, Anna Carolina, Lindsay Brownell, Marsha Hagis, Kelsey Morn, Yelena Bisharian, Courtney Ackerman, Ariel Klein, and um, Courtney Ariel are also from the CCW. And we even had uh, this amazing woman, Susan Simons, who's a portrait artist. And um, she did all the photography for the event as well. And she did that pro bono, which was amazing. She just wanted to be part of the event and to support what we were trying to do. That was the panel. But what about the networking part of the event? Let's hear more about that. We worked with Diane Darling on the structure of the networking. So within the committee, everyone was in charge of certain specific things, which also really helped because there was a lot of stuff to do, like pamphlets, uh, scheduling, and minute to minute, which Michaela really did uh, wonderfully. Posters and you know, the speak, reaching out to speakers and all of that, and, and writing out letters, and, and then the networking. And Diane Darling really helped us with kind of finalizing that structure. So we'll, we'll be very organic. We wanted to have an organic, but also structured because it's people who don't know each other. And that's the whole point, of course, is that really bring people from outside of our space and network to, to come in. Um, and I think like so far we've had also looking at the post events reviews that we got, everyone was really excited about every part of it. And they, they really liked the networking, the space, they liked the questions. They also liked the fact that, you know, we had this kind of like a silly little thing with candy and people really liked that because that gave them a little bit of a purpose, which because tables were divided by candy, different types. So that gave them a purpose because a lot of, a lot of people feeling introvert, they feel a little bit awkward coming up to a table if they're not assigned. So they really like that. And that broke a lot of ice for many people. Like Michaela said, had a very good energy from that room. Yeah, it's great. And, you know, Asha and Deirdre worked incredibly hard on getting the networking portion, the structure in place, but also including everyone on what kind of questions to ask including everybody on the committee on what, what we were doing for the networking, voting on one structure versus another structure. So they really took charge of that and then worked with Diane, but they also made it very inclusive and so that everyone felt a part of it and ownership of it. And then other committee members had great ideas about let's give away some of the books that our speakers have written. They, they'd all, they all had books and Teddy and Carmen organized fundraising for that um, through their department. And we were able to purchase books from each of the speakers, which then we were able to give away to attendees who completed the survey. It was a very comprehensive organization <laughs> for this committee. You know, things were really thought through and, you know, we wanted to have data at the end of the event. And Lilith talked about that as well is we want to continue doing this event. So we need some data to show the success of it. So it was an amazing group of women with creative solutions, incredibly hardworking, incredibly innovative, and just not giving up. That was, that was how I felt. And using Candy as a networking tool, where did that idea come from? 
So Deirdre is a uh, introvert. So she was looking on Google, basically, on ideas of how to get introverts engaged with networking. So I'm a little bit more of an extrovert. So it was a perfect combination of the two of us where, you know, we would kind of find a way to, to get the both groups engaged. And I think it was just, yeah, one of those Google suggestions. And we loved it. It was right after uh, Halloween, which I thought was kind of appropriate as well. And so the idea was that when people come in and register, we had to sign their name and then pick a candy. So we had three different types of candies. And then on the, we had these high top tables uh, where we would have these signs that Diane and her son made of the candy like the picture and then they laminated them and it was like her little project with her son as well and apparently they had a really great time also because it was halloween so you know it was all like themed and they made these like colorful backgrounds i mean it was just super cute and so yeah we had those and then basically you know we told people like feel free to eat the candy but keep the wrapper uh and so that was kind of like a fun thing and you could only pick one (laughs) (laughs) that was the rule um and so yeah and then on each table we had basically three topics and so we had a 10 minutes and uh, for each 10 minutes they could choose a topic to kind of discuss at that table and then you could shift around if you want to you didn't have to and then discuss another topic and so we we had the topics to kind of guide the conversation but we also left it for the people to decide what they find you know interesting most interesting of the topics some people moved some people stayed you know it's it's really was very kind of organic that way and I think that also was very welcomed by by uh by people there were people making notes exchanging information emails um I mean I'm actually talking with two women tomorrow um to, to uh, talk about some research that we can do together, so. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, from the networking event, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so it was really nice. And I think also what Michaela mentioned with the books, people were so excited. So, I mean, we were worried that people wouldn't want to fill out the survey, but like everyone was filling out the survey and they're like, where do I get the book? Where do I get the book? You know, so yeah. It was, uh, it was very, very good. Yeah, because we gave away over 100 books, so it was great. And then Diane Darling was great during the networking because she brought these maps, how to work a room, which I actually have one of those on my office wall now because postdocs are introverts and they go to conferences and they don't always know what to do. <laughs> and then she had these little like cards, like business card size with tips on networking with double-sided and, and they were just great and great little takeaways and just reinforcing what she had talked about at the panel, which I thought was great. And she was helping moving between the tables and just helping people facilitate. So that was fabulous to have her sort of link the two parts of the event. Yeah. And we didn't realize that she would do that until like two days before the event. You know, we were really trying to be, as organized as possible to avoid any surprises and uh and we were expecting surprises but there were a few of these last moment things that were like okay now that's what's happening (laughs) it was there were definitely a lot of moving parts but we had a great team and everybody you know was just so helpful i mean you could definitely feel the energy in the room for networking it was like really buzzing even like Kate emailed back and commented on that. I mean, everybody kind of 
could see that people were so into it. I mean, I think towards the end, we literally had to kick people out because they were taking stuff away. I, I wanted to stay. I, I know there were a bunch of people who wanted to stay, but <laughs> everything was gone. Um, but still, you know, like, I think that speaks volumes to the power of connection and just like belonging. And it was so much fun. And yes, we had surprises. It, it was great. It, actually, it was better than I had imagined. It was. It was. And I feel like we planned for the surprises. We had the planning was done so well with everyone. And we sort of had the space to allow for the surprises that occurred during the panel and and just the timing of everything. You know, you do a minute by minute timeline and then it all blows up in the middle. But it all it all ends on time. Everyone's happy. And so it's all great. Certainly from the front of the house, nobody knew about stuff we were panicking behind the scenes about. And that's that's a great, I think, sign of the amount of dedication and organization that went into this event. And also all the members and also members from our community engagement committee who were not involved in the organization part of the event, uh, let's say to, throughout the year, then volunteered to come to the event early, help us set up. We had people say, okay, I can do, you know, I'm volunteering, what do you need me to do? So they were assigned to specific small tasks. I think as a first time event, this was a big success. <laughs> so that's, that is also what we really want that Led already mentioned is kind of pass the torch and continue this to make this more of a regular thing, uh, a kind of a, a culture of women at Harvard to, to be able to meet. And when we were pitching that idea during the conference, everyone's so excited about the prospect of doing this again and being part of this again. Yeah, that was one of the best things about the ending of the evening was Lilith coming up and saying she had just talked to some of the folks from CCW and they were really excited to start planning the next one over in Cambridge, which was, it felt like a huge win because that was the goal to keep it going. As we've been hearing about the experiences of our guests, I think you'll notice how much assurance, commitment and drive was involved in putting this event together. I usually ask guests what their professional and personal goals are. But this time, I asked them what their takeaways were from organizing the event. You'll hear first from Michaela, then Lelet, and then Asha. I'd say for me, Michaela, my job and sort of what I do is very um, logistics-oriented. It's very people-oriented, but a lot about half of my job is managing events and a lot of moving parts. I think half of, this, half of the preparation of this event and what made it so successful was not the logistics part. It was actually the months of brainstorming between the committee members on who to invite, you know, who to get for speakers, how did how the event should run. And at one point I got a little like, oh my gosh, we're just gonna keep brainstorming forever. And I'm like, I need to get back, I need to start making lists and getting stuff done. Cause that so it was a good lesson for me to go trust the process. And remember that logistics can come together. But if you don't spend the time to put the process in place and think through the event and all the different aspects of it, it might be too chaotic. It may, might not actually ever happen. So that was a good lesson for me is to trust the process more and 
an extra month of brainstorming is going to be okay. I guess I could go next. I mean, what I learned from the process is that good things take time and effort and dedication. We spent a lot of time on it. And, you know, you can't expect something like this to just happen by just wanting it. You actually have to put in the time and the effort. And also, I learned that really when we do this, we're like, forging a bridge, right, that unites us with other people from diverse paths and diverse backgrounds. And we have to be open to listening to their ideas and their suggestions. I remember feeling a lot of times, oh, we're making progress, we're making progress. And then it was like, oh, no, we're going backwards, like, few weeks and then I'll be like wait like but you have to listen to people's opinions so like we change things around a lot and I think that made people feel like that they're part of the process as opposed to somebody just saying no this is how we're gonna do it take it or leave it and that is what made it successful that you know we were open to last minute let's say switching a faculty moderator to a staff moderator. Um, also, we were open to, you know, adjusting and shifting when that staff moderator was like, well, I'm getting a big award. I'm not going to be there. So like we didn't really panic that much. We kind of just found a way to pivot and change things. And then I know Asya worked a lot on the model for the networking, you know, and we would change it and you know, we really got input from everyone. We would send out surveys and get people's opinion. Um, and it's important to have that done correctly and that I learned uh, from our other co-chairs because that's what makes people feel like that they're part of this and that their time, their vote, and their participation counts. Yeah, uh, this is, I said, I wanted to echo echo. Both of these, I think for me especially, was this the fact that this committee was made of most of us we didn't know each other ahead of before that. And it was women who wanted to do something, accomplish it, and do it well. And everyone had a different perspective and experience that brought into the table. And that was amazing to me to see that. We are all extremely busy because all of us are very ambitious women. <laughs> um, and yet we still put the efforts that was needed and the energy to the table. And so me sometimes as being kind of, a, I want to just go forward and organize stuff. I really enjoyed the feeling of like, I is there to also go and continue uh, independently and together, right? Because we all had our tasks. So things were happening and that was really great to see that things were happening. But, you know, we didn't have to take care of everything ourselves. That's a personal growth for me to really kind of, you know, let other people do also. So that was great. And that really brought the diversity to this event as well from all the different perspectives. But I also remember we had to just at some point we had to put our foot down go like we have to make this decision now. And that was also good to uh, to have a feel of when that was okay to do, because we've listened, we've you know, and discussed, and and so I think everyone of all the whole committee had a moment where they're like, okay, this will just happen because you know this is my part, or or this needs to, this is the, yeah. We had these weekend emails between the three of us going like ah, and then <laughs> things happen. So it was good. I would just sum it up by that 
Howard Schultz quote, which says that when you're surrounded by people who share a passionate commitment around a common purpose, anything is possible. So I think like our work, all of us together as a committee showed that if if it's something valuable that people are passionate about, you know, you can make it happen despite the challenges. And this was a perfect example of that. So as we bring this conversation to a close, I want to thank Michaela, Azure, and Lilith for sharing their wisdom and experiences. But before I say goodbye, I want to reflect on some of my takeaways from today's episode. In listening to these three individuals reflect on their event that took a year to plan, I can hear in each of their voices the pride and delight of how successful it was. It's a huge undertaking to organize an event of this magnitude. And it was a hit because of the determination, dedication, and deliberation that was taken in planning the event. Lilith's vision behind it was terrific. Michaela used her superb organizing skills to manage the event. And Azure's work in designing the networking portion was innovative so that it was structured and yet still organic. This event showed how collaboration, teamwork, and vision can yield a fantastic result. Congratulations, guys, for a job well done.